bad therapists do exist, unfortunately. I mean, one of my son's speech therapists, after two months, I had to let her go. She was forcing, trying to force my child to speak. And that's a nonverbal child at the time. And he's getting frustrated. He's crying. She's withholding items, withholding food, basically punishing him for not speaking. And it's like, you can't do that to anyone. Even as an adult, you'd be upset about that. Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. On today's show, we'll be discussing gentle parenting, autism, and your child's true expression. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host. And before introducing you to our guest today, let me start by sharing our community's preamble. Naked Parent Nation's a worldwide community of parents raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share our naked truth, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry, or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that the challenges, challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty in everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our families. We do this by living in the naked present moment, one day at a time. Esther and Jerry Hicks call it the science of deliberation, and we call it the answer to all of our prayers. So before we introduce you to our guest today, let's just take a short breathing exercise and sit up straight. Just a time to put away the things of the world and get centered and focused where we are. Feet flat on the ground, chin parallel to the ground. And just softly close your eyes and focus on that spot between your eyebrows. And then we're going to take three deep breaths together. And when we do, we're going to tighten our fist and clench all the muscles in our body. We're going to hold our breath for a second. And then we're going to exhale with a double exhale like this. So long, deep breath in and tense your body. And hold. And then exit double exhalation and release, release your fists and let your body relax. And then one more time, breathe in, tense and hold. And then double exhalation, relax. And then last time, inhale, tense and hold.
and then double exhalation and relax. And then one last time without tensing your body, just breathe in and hold. And then double exhalation and relax. Just let it all go, that third eye focus. Just feel the peace for a minute. It's a simple breathing exercise, something simple to do for a minute or two, which gives me personally an opportunity to reset my day at any time that I want. So as you just kind of come out of that moment, maybe that's something that can benefit listeners out there in Naked Parent Nation. But the interest for today is talking with Zariah Robinson, who goes by Z. She has a three-year-old with autism and her daily life consists of therapy, therapy, and more therapy intermingled with swimming and playing with toy cars. Zariah, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Do you prefer Zariah or Z? Z. Z. All right. Hey, Z. Where are you calling in from? Um, San Diego, California. Yay. How's life in San Diego today for you? Expensive, hot. (laughs) That's life. And you have a three-year-old that you saw different signs than you were expecting to see at what age? At the year, I want to say he was one when we it was brought to our attention and we kind of started looking into it and we realized, okay, something's a little bit off. Do you remember those first, like, do you remember what it was that seemed different than what you were expecting? We just weren't hitting any of our milestones. We weren't sitting up. We weren't crawling. We weren't walk, like just nothing. Even with toys, it's no interest. Like talking to him, it's like you weren't even talking to him. He wasn't looking at you or smiling or anything. And then what did you do when you realized that? Um, lucky enough to be part of different types of programs. So I, you know, just asked like, hey, you know, what what do I need to do? And they said, okay, you know, let's set you up with a service coordinator and everything. And she was able to get us into behavioral therapy, speech, ABA, OT, and we've just been doing that since. Were you able to get a diagnosis pretty quickly? Yes. Actually, April of this year, we were able to get a diagnosis. Were you able to get some of these therapies before you got the diagnosis? Yes. Is there a secret to that? Because I know there's a lot of people that are like waiting for this diagnosis before they feel like they can get early intervention. Is there? Unfortunately, I'm not sure. I just feel like I got really lucky. Um, When I had my son, I was a part of a study. So we had to do a couple of doctor visits and they saw it and they were able to kind of be like, Hey, yeah, we'll help you. Cool. How do you react to all of this? This I'm assuming wasn't what you were expecting. It was a lot. I mean, when I first had my son, he actually, he was born at 32 weeks and he had a collapsed lung. So he was actually not even supposed to make it. So hearing all this, like it was a surprise to me, you know, I wasn't really familiar with everything that goes on. But at the end of the day, I was just like, you know, I got, I was able to bring home my child and he survived and he's okay. So it's a lot, but I mean, I'm willing to do whatever it is to make sure that he's okay. 
That's awesome. And he's three years old. What are some of the characteristics of his autism, if that's if you can say it that way today? What does that look like? What does a difficult day in your house look like? A difficult day is using the word no. If we hear the word no, it's you know tantrum. We go crazy, very upset. Um, we're working on it though. He has a habit of it doesn't matter who says no to him. If he can't have it his way, he comes to me and he'll attack me. Um, you know, he'll he'll hit me, he'll scream and yell in my face. Um, and you know, he's we're working on it, but that's a very difficult day for us. Yeah, that's challenge. That sounds super challenging for me. That creates lots of anxiety and and things like that. How do you deal with that? It sucks. I mean, no one wants to be hit by a kid. I just think of it though. I mean, I'm like, okay, well, I know my kid like like is in love with me. You know, that I'm his mom, and I know that he doesn't mean any of these things. And I know that, you know, he doesn't quite understand how to let out his emotions. So to him, that's how he does it. I just feel like, okay, if we keep working on it, eventually, you know, we'll move from that. So, okay, you know, we can find something else. Okay, we can't have this right now. Okay, well, maybe we can have this instead. Like we will learn to adapt to it and fix everything. And have you always been that emotionally intelligent? I mean, that's it's, I wish that I would have done all those things when those things pop up. But in the beginning, I mean, I, I had to go through depression. I had to get angry a few times. I had to not handle those situations so well in order to get to the place of handling it so well. How have you been able to move into it so quickly? Or When my son was about one, maybe turning two, I mean, I was very, it was very difficult for me. Like I wasn't always this like cheerful, happy, like everything's going to be okay person. Um, Okay. He would have play dates and like the kids would be either younger or like the same age and they're doing all these things. And I'm like, why is my kid not doing this? And it sucked. Like, I just, I didn't want him to play with anyone. Like, I just felt bad about myself. Like, am I a bad mom? Like, mm-hmm. am I not doing everything I need to for my kid to be where he needs to be? And then I realized like, why do I care what people think? Why do I care? Like at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm in my home with surrounded by people who love me and these people, like, I don't even know them or I mean, they're not, you know, anything to me. So I just realized like, I need to be positive for my son. Um, I feel like a lot of the times, you know, there's situations we had where he was upset and I was upset. And I realized like, that's not fixing anything. That's just making him more upset. And I know he, you know, you ever walk into a room full of people and you could just like, if someone's mad, you can just feel it. Yeah. I know he can feel that with me. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm doing like that to my kid. Like, no. So I, have tried to be positive and whether like he goes to bed and then I can be sad or then I can be upset. Cool. But as long as he doesn't have to feel it or see it and he's happy, then that's what motivates me. That's awesome. He's a lucky boy. You should be proud of yourself for getting to that point. Has there been progress in the journey from starting the early intervention till now? I have two extreme kids and one seems to have very little growth over long periods of time and the other one has how does that play out for you and your son i feel like for me it started off really rough we started off with behavioral therapy and you know it was they played and talked and did whatever and i felt like to me i mean i'm sure it wasn't pointless but i just didn't see growth so i'm like you know this didn't even work for us then next off we started with aba and speech and from aba like my son has learned so much like he you know, it's, it's, they do a, I think it's called play based. And um, so they play and, you know, they'll go swimming. They do all these things. They'll go to the park and 
he knows all his colors. He knows how to count up to 20. He knows how to count down from 10 to zero. Like he's learning super fast and catching on to things. And then speech, uh, my son was actually nonverbal till he was about uh, two years old. And now we are starting to say sentences. Wow. That's awesome. It's crazy. I mean, I never thought I'd be able to have a conversation with my child. And now it's like we're having, I mean, there are many conversations, but it's something. Yeah, that's super cool. I'm stoked. What's something that you're excited about as it relates to like where your child and his development is right now? Like, what do you guys, I told us some of the things that you're working on. What is there something that you're excited about, especially right now? For me, it's more so just growth, like seeing him, you know, be able to play with his peers or just, you know, like I said, hold on, like hold these conversations and just, and I've seen like crazy things that kids with special needs can do. Like there's this one little boy that I've seen um, and he knows all the like designs. So anything, so it could be like a Coca-Cola bottle or like Sprite or whatever. And he knows the design and he, he draws it so perfectly. And he, I think he's only four. Wow. And and I just see all these, they do all these crazy smart things. And I'm like, oh my God, I could never do that. Like, it's amazing. So I'm just like, okay, what is my kid's special power? Like, what is he going to do? That's awesome. I love that. Is there something that you believe to be true that most parents disagree with? I would say therapies do work. I know there's some, like, especially I know ABA is a huge controversial thing. Like there's, I see it's horrible. Or it's this, it's that. I mean, I personally, maybe I got lucky and I got the right company and right teacher, but I feel like my son has learned so much and he's just done so amazing with it. And he, his teacher, he loves his teacher. He hates when she leaves. He's so excited when she comes over. Like he loves her. Do you have any insight as to why ABA is so controversial? From the things I've read, I mean, I've heard that they want your child to be, and I quote, normal. They try to take away their stimming and this and that. I personally have not ever seen that with my son's teacher. And I feel like I'm the type of person where I would be vocal about it. So if I do see something I do not like, I would, you know, have a conversation with the teacher like, hey, I didn't like this or what is the reasoning for this? And I know there's tons of adults who have autism that they say, you know, when I was younger, I did ABA and, you know, I hated it and this and that. Um, Me and my husband have decided that when my son is old enough um, to where, you know, he can start making his own decisions. If he feels that he does not want to do ABA anymore for whatever reason, then we're okay with that. I mean, I don't want him to be forced into do something he doesn't want to do for the rest of his life or till when he needs it. I appreciate that take on it. I actually feel um, similar as you do. I'm disappointed because we don't have ABA for my kids because there's so much demand and not enough supply. And I've experienced the quality of the companies going down because there's investors buying up all these markets. And then it's like there's people working from who knows where and people weren't showing up. And there was just kind of weird stuff happening. But when the right therapist is in the house with you, I I like it for my kids and they look forward to it. So more will be revealed. Bad therapists do exist, unfortunately. I mean, one of my son's speech therapists, after two months, I had to let her go. I mean, the way that she was... And she was forcing, trying to force my child to speak. And that's a nonverbal child at the time. And he's getting frustrated. He's crying. She's withholding items, withholding food, basically punishing him for not speaking. 
And it's like, can, you can't do that to anyone. Even as an adult, you'd be upset about that. Right. So yeah, unfortunately, bad therapists do exist. But luckily, there's a lot of good therapists. And hopefully people are able to, you know, find the right fit for their family. Yeah. And so I like you bringing that up so that people can keep looking for that positive fit. For me, I'm just going to throw it out there just so that if it's happening to other parents out there, but our therapist kept canceling and they would cancel 30 minutes before. And next thing you know, they were canceling 50% of the time. And I was sa- I said to myself one day, all these people can't be so well off that they don't need the hours. Somebody has to be working paycheck to paycheck like most of us. And it doesn't make sense. And I fought and got the records, the um, financials, and they were billing 20 to 50 client cancellation hours per month. I've never canceled a session in my life. So that's why they weren't showing up was because they were still billing the insurance company for it. And as soon as I brought it up, then both my kids got dumped from the program for the client. Not, you know, anyway, so there's those kind of stories as well. And I'm super happy that you have a good story and the message to Naked Parent Nation is keep looking until you find the right fit for your child. And speak up when you see something you don't like. Yeah. So now I'm in the that process of, and you can't just like walk away because if it's happening to one person, it's happening to others. So more to be revealed on the show as to how that story unfolds. All right. So how do you take, what do you do for you? Um, it's hard enough to be a parent some would say it's even harder to be a parent with special needs child. How do you take care of you so that you can be the best parent you can be? Well, beforehand, I was not taking care of myself. It was not sleeping, you know, staying up super late, just an emotional wreck, not eating nothing. I honestly feel like, and it sounds crazy, but eat like you need to eat. I mean, me eating breakfast, I feel like a thousand times better. Like I have more energy. I'm good to go. Um, My kid, he's crazy. He's all over the place. So, you know, it's we're moving around 24 seven. So, I mean, and getting sleep. I know there's nights where it's like, you know, rough nights. Your kid doesn't want to sleep or he's throwing a fit or whatever it is. But I mean, actually, you know, getting a good night rest, like it's, it helps so much. I love that. I love that. And then are you the one who gave the quote, the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb? I did. I love that. Can you tell us more about what that means to you? So for me growing up, you know, it's just me and my siblings and my dad. And it was just always crazy because it's like, you know, I want a mom. Why don't I have a mom? You know, and unfortunately, I tried to patch up things with my mother. And that was not a good thing. I always figured no one could replace my mom. Like, you know, like we're blood. Like, that's my mother. I was fortunate enough to find a woman. Let's see, I'm 26 now. I met her, I want to say I was 24. You know, we don't even live in the same state, but she has been like this huge mother figure to me. She treats me like one of her own and I've never had that. And it just, it's so mind blowing to me. So with that being said, I have a couple friends who, you know, are on the spectrum or whatever, and their family's not accepting to it. So I think it's a really good quote to know because it's like, you know, just because you don't have this blood family or anything. There are tons of people in the world, like whether they're friends or whatever, that are willing to take you in and be your family. And yeah, you're not blood related, but at the end of the day, that's your family and they're there for you. And yeah. I love that. You definitely hit a sensitive uh, chord for me because my five kids haven't seen their mom in a long time now and it's drug related, you know, and so we can't force that to change. And 
And kids are resilient. It's yeah. pretty amazing. But it's also been a journey for me to realize that like expectations are a huge problem. When I have expectations about what something's supposed to look like for them, then when it doesn't look like that for them, I feel un- unsatisfied. Same thing for our children, right? And I think we show up with these expectations of what year one's supposed to look like for our child. And then we don't see those results and how devastating it can be. So I appreciate you sharing that. Are there any products or services that you use that you just couldn't live without that help you or your child? Um, It sounds crazy, but a bubble machine. My kid loves bubbles. Bubbles are the greatest thing in the world to him. Um, We had a issue for a while where we could not take baths. We would scream, yell. It was just (coughs) the end of the world to take a bath. Um, So we set up a little bubble machine, had his toys in there and, you know, he's taking a bath and there's all these bubbles just flying over. It's just, it's fun. And he loved it. And he, he takes baths now. That's awesome. Nice. We do like a lightning round where you give one word to one sentence answers or however you want to answer. Are you up for it? Yeah. All right. What's the best advice you've received? Breathe. Great one. Do you have a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents? You just shared an amazing one. Do you have another one that happens to be Um, on deck? I mean, this is more so uh, parents that live in San Diego. If you are struggling or have no idea how to start services or just are completely confused, reach out to San Diego Regional Center. They will help you. They'll help you try to get a diagnosis. They'll help you with the right therapies you need. You get set up with the service coordinator and you're good to go. That's awesome. Thank you for that. What's the next thing on your list that you want to add for your individual well-being? Maybe taking more time for myself. Nice. I hope you find that. Yeah. (laughs) What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it? It's going to sound cheesy because I feel like everyone needs this in their life, but more money. Therapies are expensive. And I feel like, you know, I mean, I don't know about other places, but sometimes in San Diego, it's a little bit hard to get the resources that you need. And if I had a little bit more resources, I mean, I would be able to afford therapy as well as be able to live life like I should be. I like that. I've really enjoyed our discussion today. Just kind of from what we've talked about or just like anything on your heart, do you have anything to share with the listeners in Naked Parent Nation? Everything's going to be okay. We have bad days. We have days where our kids go to bed sad, mad, you know, whatever. But tomorrow is always a new day and we're able to fix it and we're able to learn what didn't work and what does work. And the cool part is, is like, you're not the only person in the world who is struggling or has a child with special needs. There's tons of people in the world that have it. And some, some may know more or some may not know anything, but you know, you can reach out. There's tons of groups on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. There's tons of people in the world that want to help you and you know you're not alone and everything's going to be okay just remember that at the end of this we're doing this for our babies and you know whether they're nonverbal or verbal or whatever they're gonna be able to you know grow from everything all the therapies you know all the love you're giving them they're able to grow and at the end of the day you'll see that growth and you'll know you know this was all worth it That was inspiring. You inspired me. 
your positivity and how far you've come in such a short period of time is is a a great you you make a great role model for me and a lot of the listeners because it sounds like you're just in a great place as far with all things considered. So I want to thank you for being on the show. I hope you'll stay a friend of the show. We can connect down the road to see what you're doing with your boy at four or five years old, if you're up for it. Yeah, of course. All right. Thanks, Zariah. All right. Thank you. Wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. This concludes our show for today. And I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes And we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long.